Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. Um, Kyle, this is you. You pick yes. these topics. So today we are doing another episode with API, um, and today we are talking with uh, Kevin Ferrett, the Senior Director for the uh, API QR Monogram Program. And I personally think this is going to be a lot of, uh, very interesting because we've got a number of clients that have a number of different monograms and know that there's so much more out there than what we even touch in our day-to-day -day business. And, you know, I, you had some fun. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. You know, I, you had some fun questions as well about what I do. I'm going to start right out of the gate, is. Kevin. What is the monogram? <laughs> Just going to beat me to the punch there. Uh, perfect question. So the monogram, uh, it, in in actuality, is a is a is a registered uh, mark that API has owned and uh, uh, licensed companies to use, uh, dating back to 1924. Um, it's wow. actually it, yeah, it's it's actually been around for quite a long time. API issued its first uh, first monogram. I, I want to memory serves 1924. Um, the, the program has gone through a number of iterations over the years, but when, when we talk about the monogram, we talk about a, a, an API trademark. Uh, it's actually the old API logo um, <laughs> inside a, a diamond, um, and that particular mark is placed directly onto equipment that's uh, manufactured in accordance with API specs. Uh, and of course, it's only applied by companies that are licensed to use it. Um, so when we talk about a monogram, we actually talk about a real live mark that's placed on equipment. Hmm. Interesting. So you were asking earlier about, you know, what's the difference in the, say, the monogram and the management Versus system. Versus like a management system. Well, okay. So the management system was something that came about later. Uh, if you're familiar with management systems, um, ISO, the ISO 9001 is probably what most, many people know about. Um, the, the natural gas and oil industry decided that they needed something that was more specific to their needs. So they developed what we call API Q1, uh, API spec Q1, and we developed API spec Q2. Um, Q1 is essentially a management system standard uh, for manufacturers of equipment used by the natural gas and oil industry. Uh, Q2 is meant for companies that provide services uh, to those companies. Um, so uh, why Q1? Um, at, at, a, at some point, uh, the industry decided that they wanted to have, a, again, they wanted a management system that was more tuned and, and, and in tune with um, the, their needs. Um, so they essentially took a ISO 9001 um, and incorporated very specific things uh, for the oil and gas business. Um, so the way it works for, the, for API's program um, if you're in the, and the reason why we divide it up, you can be in, you can be part of the API Quality Registrar Program, API QR. Uh, you can be registered uh, as Q1, or you could be a Q1 or Q2 registrant um, uh, and not be a, a monogram licensee, but uh, 
the way it works is uh, for all of our for all of our clients that are participating in the monogram program. So these are the manufacturers of equipment. Uh, they have to at least comply with our Q1 requirement. They don't have to be Q1 registered, but they have to comply with it. So when we go into a facility and we audit them, we're not only auditing their management system that they have to have in place as part of their monogram uh, license, uh, but we're also obviously going in and, and evaluating the facility's capabilities for a specific monogram or more than one monogram license that they might hold. So how often are they audited? Every year. Every year. <laughs> and that is a, that is a change um, about, uh, we're going into our third year. Um, it, companies that are registered under Q1 or Q2 have to go, they've always had annual audits. Um, we, by the way, we're also an ISO, ISO 9001 registrar. Uh, companies that want to be ISO 9001 can have it if they choose. Um, they actually, are, they're going to get it. They're going to undergo the audit anyway, because if they meet Q1, they meet 9001. So yep. we have a lot of companies that do that do like Q1 and 9001. Um, but when, when these companies uh, undergo audits, uh, it used to be that Monogram only underwent an audit every three years. Um, but we made the decision uh, about three years ago uh, that we were going to transition to annual audits. Now, they don't, they don't get a full-blown audit every three every year. Um, they undergo traditionally they undergo a full what we call a full system audit once every three years, and then they have surveillance audits the other two years. So, how did COVID impact your auditing? Because you know, okay. since y'all, I would imagine for something like a monogram, it's more helpful to be on site and probably more required to be on site versus you know, checking out a management system, which Kyle's been able to do remotely. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so we, uh, uh, COVID, COVID really challenged us. Um, so as you're, you are correct. Our, our, our preference is to do it on site, especially if you're visiting a manufacturer. Uh, to, to be blunt, it's easier. It's, it's more efficient for the auditors to be able to witness things, to be able to speak to the facility reps, people like that. Uh, to, to, to actually witness things. So uh, when COVID hit, um, so March, uh, March, God, it's hard to believe. Um, <laughs> when, COVID, when COVID hit, we made the decision, um, we made the decision to, to start moving towards a virtual audits. It's not, it's not that they weren't allowed, virtual audits or remote audits, whatever you want to call it, um, we're permitted under certain under certain rules with our for our accreditation body, um, which in our case it's uh, we our, our accreditation body is ANAB. That's ANSI National Accreditation Board. Um, so we were permitted to do it, um, but we we hadn't been doing it because again we operate under mandate of doing uh, audits on site. Um, but COVID became a, a very, very difficult and terrible reality. Um, so as things evolved, um, we implemented a virtual audit um, capability. We, we actually started slowly. We did it for a few, for a few types of audits. Uh, mm -hmm. But quite frankly, we've now gotten to the point where we can do all of our audits virtually if we need to. Yeah. Um, to, to get an idea of, of how many we've done and, and how important it became. And again, we're doing annual audits. 
Yep. So we actually, um, in 2020, we did just under a thousand virtual okay. audits. Uh, 2021, we've done now the last number I saw, we, we were closing in on 1400, which is really about a third uh, of our audits for the year. Okay. Um, so uh, we, we do, we, we've done some surveys of our auditors. In fact, we just, we, we've just gone back out to our auditors asking them for um, some comments on what they thought, or what yeah. they, how they think, how well this works. Um, we're waiting to see what they say. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. We, um, when all this first started, uh, you know, I, there's, I found there can actually be, I'm not going to say it's a preferable way to do it by any means, but there can be some benefit to the, uh, virtual audit. Um, for instance, we had, did an audit for a electronics manufacturer. And so I actually had the guy take his phone and using a team's meeting and we just recorded him passing over the entirety of the circuit boards and whatnot. So we were able to zoom in and take a look at this one piece that we wanted to look at, but it, it takes some adjustment to, uh, to, to get there. Yes. It does. Um, now Darcy, you, had, you were asking earlier, and I think this is something that probably a lot of other folks may or may not, uh, I guess folks outside of the oil and gas world might not be very familiar with about monograms. Like what are like they? Me. Yeah. Well, I think you explained that a little bit. Well, like what are some of the specific monograms? Okay. Yeah. So I guess what are some of the more specific monograms that, you know, you'll look at, you know, I, I know it says the technical requirements for manufacture, but you know, how's that vary from company to company? You know, what are the differences there? What do you all, uh, what are you concerned about with these? Well, okay, again, you're, you're talking about, so when you talk about what do we put a monogram on, um, it could be on something like a, an offshore pedestal mounted crane, which you mm -hmm. can imagine when they put, when they put a, when they put a monogram on there, you probably can actually read it and see it very well. Um, <laughs> it goes on, you'd be surprised what, what it gets onto. Um, it goes on to casing and tubing. Um, I, you know, so it can go on line pipe. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I've, I've been in Houston. Um, I remember I was in Houston one time we were, I, I was not, I was not driving the car. Um, but, uh, one of my colleagues was driving and we realized that there was some, what we, what must've been 5L line pipe on a, on a, on a flatbed truck. Uh -huh. So you know, I had, we had, I'm like, Ooh, speed up. I got to see if we can see that. <laughs> um, and it's stenciled on there. Um, so it, the, the monogram can go on, on, it's currently 71 specs. And then within those, within the specs, there are products. So not the thing that we need that people need to understand is not every product not every piece of equipment that's in an API specification is monogrammable. Uh, only certain types are. Um, there are some that are that are so valves are, are very commonly are, are mm -hmm. common for the API marks line pipe, but it gets as big as cranes and blowout preventers, right? So 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 you can have a variety of equipment. Um, you can have gaskets that are now some gaskets are rather pretty large, but, right. but you can imagine that they actually have to stencil in in some spot if it's yeah. a monogram that they're going to put the API monogram on there. And I've seen them; it's a it's amazing how well they can get them on there. Um, but uh, they do, and it just depends on the piece of equipment. So, what are the key advantages to these uh, companies for providing the monogram? You know, I think it was a question Arcee was asking earlier. It's like, what would prevent them from just making the product anyways? You know, why would they go to the effort of uh, getting the monogram for you guys? 
Well, it's that's a that's a good question. So it, bear in mind that our program is voluntary. Uh, companies yeah. do not have to be a, a participant in the monogram or API QR program. Um, with, and they don't have to they don't have to meet to be in the program to claim that they meet an API spec. So yeah. someone can make five L pipe without without being in the monogram program. That said, uh, what it what it is intended to be is it's essentially a, a company's warranty to their clients that they take quality seriously, that they have a management system in place that ensures consistent manufacture of the product, um, and they're and they're willing to stake their company's reputation on an annual audit. Um, so so when we when I look at the monogram program and what it does, um, it is a way for API to identify or recognize companies that have taken the steps necessary, as you've seen, to they, they go through putting together a, putting together a, a, a quality system and maintaining it, it is, quite frankly, a pain. Um, <laughs> to be, to be, uh, so I think it's, but it's a benefit to the company. I'm probably going to get chewed out for saying it's a pain, but it's... <laughs> it's, 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 there. And it's what we do for a living. We, we do consultation audits all day long. There's, uh, it's there's a very little easy about setting it up. Yeah, but it is a benefit for them, for the companies, because it does, if they operate in accordance with their management system, it should prevent uh, faulty equipment from being going out the door, which they don't want. It yep. should help, it should help uh, place it, put a system in place that saves them time and effort, hopefully money. Yep. Um, so so by, by adhering to it, it does make sure that things get done in a consistent, efficient way. Uh, manner to make sure that their manufacturing product that that is safe that is that that performs the function it's supposed to perform and it does it on a on a routine regular and expected basis so i think it's really important that companies consider doing it because quite frankly if you're a manufacturer the last thing you want is to is to send something out to a client and then have it be kicked back because there's something wrong with it so I, I think that when people, when companies realize that there are some benefits to it, that it really is about operating your manufacturing uh, systems appropriately, yep. um, I, I think they, they probably realize it's worth doing. And, and I'll give you, just so folks know, um, we're a quality registrar. Uh, we actually have to maintain a management system. We get audited on an annual basis. And uh and I can tell you, it, it it is it is kind of like a medical exam. You, you they go through and <laughs> dig into everything, um, but it's useful for us. So we have a yep. lot of procedures in place. And so, for example, when when COVID hit, we already had in place procedures that identified what we do when we hit when we have a problem. Now, generally, it's it, it not quite it that be something other than what we had. But quite frankly, we, we did have pandemic covered. So, <laughs> so it does happen. Yeah. So where does somebody go to find out what marks are available or what yeah. what do I need a mark for? Well, okay. So there's uh, lots of ways to do that. You could, the best way to do it. So if, if you have a, again, it, we are, we do rely on companies that are buying the equipment to ask for the API monogram. All right, so there there is a piece of that. So we do rely on our on our on, on the companies that again that are buying the equipment that they're actually insisting on it, which we, we keep trying to promote that because we think that's an important component of this, because again, it's about rewarding the companies that participate yep. in the programs. Now, if they want to become licensed, um, you would just go to API.org. 
um, and, and you're able to submit applications online. And again, there's so many different products that we cover. Um, they, they, the companies that are doing the manufacturing just need to, to select the ones that they think work, works best for them. Okay. Um, and then when they're licensed, the other piece of this is that, they're, that we do maintain what we call the composite list. Um, and it's a list of the 4,000 com- facilities, companies that participate in the program. And it does, it does explain everything that a particular company might be licensed for. Um, okay. so, so, and that also is available online. And it is real time. It does change on a regular basis because companies add product, they remove product. Yep. Um, so we always recommend that if someone has a question about the monogram program and what they, whether a company is licensed, for example, that, that we always just point them right to the composite list. No, nope, no, nope. makes sense. Makes sense. You know, I've been telling folks, especially coming, you know, as the economy starts to get back to normal after everything that's happened in the last couple of years is, you know, we, we saw so many small businesses uh, just go under. It's almost a, a, yeah. a third of them just couldn't make it. Um, and especially with everything that happened with oil and gas prices, hit the industry really hard. And folks have asked me a number of times, you know, why would I get the certification if I'm still doing the same job? And you, know, you kind of hit on the same answer I've given them is it is your assurance to your customer that you're going to provide what they're what they're paying you for. I mean, it is it is that that uh, extra level of risk that if, if you're compared with someone else and one of them has it, the other one doesn't. It's a way that they can reduce that risk, which is a much, much bigger issue nowadays than, uh, than before. So I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would add to that that uh, you know, for companies that are buying the equipment, um, remember that they're the ones that they also suffered through through mm-hmm. you know the COVID crisis and and you know when when the price of oil basically went to negative. Um, so so all of those you know it, it, it so they don't want to buy something that's going to be faulty either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is all all the more important than uh, really than ever. And uh, I think so. In my estimation. So, no, this is this is good. This really great, uh, great information. Um, Darcy, do you have any final questions? No, no. All right. Kevin, got anything else for us? No, uh, I, all I would say is, you know, we um, for companies that are very much interest, interested in doing it, we, we hope that our online application system is is useful. Um, I'm not saying that it might not have a bug or two, but it does. We've been using it for a long time. So what they should do, if they're interested, they should go to api.org, uh, look look for Monogram, um, and they'll, they'll be able to find the information they need. And, uh, you know, we do encourage companies to uh, to join the program. If they haven't, um, we, we always try to reach out to our current licensees and, and thank them uh, for participating in the program. Uh, and we hope that they would continue. Because, again, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all about making sure that that the oil and gas industry is operating in a safe and efficient manner. And we think Monogram is one small piece of that. I agree. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Kyle with Texas Quality Assurance. Thank you again so much for checking out the Quality Matters podcast. We absolutely love putting this out and love the feedback we get from you guys. So please take a moment to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or drop us a line on LinkedIn. We absolutely love hearing from you every chance we get.